0: Hello everyone and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I am your host Ryan and I got I just got done recording this episode and I'm losing my mind. I had so much fun doing it so I think you guys are re- really going to enjoy it today. Uh, we are covering Cyberpunk's Delay, uh, Halo F- Infinite's Troubled Development, Pokemon Crown Tundra, Apex Legends, uh, your Games of Gold for November, and your PlayStation Plus subscriber games that are free. Um, just a lot to talk about here and I think you guys are really going to enjoy the episode. But before we get into the episode, we actually have a community member uh, that sent an email. And so it goes like this. (laughs) Yeah, hi, long time listener. And thanks for doing a mediocre job with it. And I just wanted to say it sucks. Thank you for everything you do. Talk to you later. Uh, That's actually from Eric, the casual gamer. Um, Thank you, Eric, for sending in the very first community email um, for the It Just Works podcast. And so, yeah, when I say you guys can literally send in anything, I mean anything. I mean, my brother just slaughtered me in an email. So, (laughs) uh, no, but seriously, that was pretty funny. I I was at work in the morning when he sent that, and I was dying in the store I was at. So, uh, once again, guys, you can email the show at itjustworkspod on gmail.com. So, that is itjustworkspod at gmail.com. So, please if you have any feedback on anything you hear today or something from the past, something you want to hear me talk about, I mean, it could be a multitude of things and just really, um, you know, just, sorry, I just blinked, uh, literally feedback, anything you guys can think of. I am all ears, but once again, so that's the kind of thing I'm expecting. Um, I hope to hear from you guys soon, but that's enough for me. Let's just get into the show. Cause it's a good one. Cue that intro. welcome to the it just works podcast i am your host ryan and thank you for joining us on the show today we have a lot to cover so i'm just gonna get straight into it and cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed which kind of comes as no surprise but you know i want to go ahead and go over the press release that cd project red um released this week uh but just real quick the new release date will be december 10th and let me go ahead and read this for you Uh, Hey everyone, today we've decided to move the release date of Cyberpunk 2077 by 21 days. The new release date is December 10th. Most likely, there are many emotions and questions in in your heads. So first and foremost, please accept our humble apologies. The biggest challenge for us right now is shipping the game on current gen, next gen, and PC all at the same time. Which requires us to prepare and test nine versions of the game xbox one slash x compatibility on xbox series x and s ps4 (laughs) ps4 pro uh and ps4 5 pc and stadia god that sounds horrible actually that's a lot of work uh while working from home as well so since cyberpunk 2077 evolved towards almost being a next gen title somewhere along the way We need to make sure everything works well and every version runs smoothly. We're aware it might seem unrealistic when someone says that 21 days can make any difference in such a massive and complex game, but they really do. Some of you might also be wondering what these words mean in light of us saying we've achieved gold, Master, some time ago. Passing certification or going gold means the game is ready, can be completed, and has all content in it. But it doesn't mean we stop working on it and raising the quality bar. On the contrary, this is the time where many improvements are being made, which will then be distributed via a day zero patch. This time period, we undercalculated. We, ha- we feel we have an amazing game on our hands and are willing to make every decision, even the hardest ones, if it ultimately, ultimately leads to you getting a game you'll fall in love with. Yours, Adam Badowski and Mar- Martin, or Marcin uh, Iwaniski. I am so sorry if I butchered your guys' names. And, uh, you know, it is, uh, you know, game development this year with COVID and everything else going on is extremely tough. There's no question about it. Uh, I guess, you know, personally for me, I'm okay with this delay. (laughs) I don't think I'm getting a Series X next, uh, you know, at launch, uh, which I'm super bummed about. But at the same time, you know, I think, you know, it's okay. You know, December is still a really good month for a next-gen game to come out. My issue is, and this is something I wanted to talk about and bring to the table, so if you disagree with my opinion, then please let me know by emailing us at itjustworkspod at gmail.com. Once again, that is itjustworkspod at gmail.com. So one of the things that I I really don't like about delays are they, they happen too much. And, you know, I think... You know, I think that we need publishers, or you know, I don't, I don't want to say it's really developers. Maybe it is, and I just wish that people would stop setting dates. And, you know, one of the things that's happened the most this past generation, or you know, the current generation, we're in of you know, video games, is the constant delays, uh, cancellations, indefinite postponements. You know, to development, um, these day zero patches. Uh, personally for me, and I don't speak for everyone, but I'm quite sick of it, to be honest with you. I just wish, you know, people would take all the time they need to make a game. If you say, hey, we don't think this game is going to be ready until like another two years, then that's fine. You know, uh, GTA five, when we, when we finally got its, you know, trailers, I don't even remember if the game was delayed once, but it probably wasn't more than once if it was, but rockstar took like five years to make that game. And a lot of these games do take 5 years or so. But if you need longer, just tell us, just tell the fans, hey, um we need more time because you know my issue is the amount of crunch time that these people are going to have to work. And these people are already working from home, right? But now they're going to work like 12 to 15 hour shifts every day to make this game. Uh you know, CD Project Red, they did that with Witcher. You can go back and find articles about it. I mean, this is not just them though. It's it's almost Every developer, you know, that crunch time is terrible. You know, a lot of these people need their rest. They want to spend time with their families. Like, just, I think everyone would benefit if we were more realistic about the release date for a game. I just wish that we would focus more on that as an industry. It's just, I don't know. I really don't like saying, hey, let's do something on this date. Let's release this game. And then it doesn't happen. Like, that shit has to stop. Like, it bothers the hell out of me. I understand publishers got to get the product out. Developers got to work their ass off to make it happen. Overtime is a reality, but if it's constantly every day and people's health are in question, then, you know, that's pretty bad if you ask me. But at the same time, it's like, you know, don't market the game to go a certain way and then it doesn't, and then you lose that money. You know, I understand that these publishers and developers, they all got to get, you know, their bills got to get paid and they got to make money after all the production they put into the game. But I just hope that you know, moving forward and, you know, there's a better way to go around developing games. And I know that with advances in technology, building games is not necessarily easier. Like there's, there's more you can do now than ever with video games. And so people are literally doing that to the maximum with most games, not a lot, <laughs> eh, maybe most, maybe I will keep it to most, but I, I just hope there's a better way to go about it. Uh, we'll have to see what happens and just go from there. But, uh, yeah, so before I go into the bad news for Halo Infinite, I would quickly like to talk about, uh, Halo Shadows of Reach. That is the, uh, Master Chief storybook that came out last week, um, or or two weeks ago now. Um, I'm pretty sure it was last week, excuse me. And it came out, so I got the audiobook and I, well, I listened to it not read it, but you know what I mean. (laughs) It's kind of like when you write music, but you're actually just playing the guitar. Um, I listened to the whole thing. I finished the book last week. Uh, I, I gotta tell you guys, uh, Troy Denning is the author and then it's narrated by Sean Patrick Hopkins. Um, both of these guys did an absolutely outstanding job. I think the book is extremely well written. All of the new characters that were introduced uh, banished uh, Keepers of the One Freedom or the new UNSC characters are incredible. Um, there's a couple of character deaths. I'm not going to say who, obviously, but they, like, like, I felt it, you know, like, I was like, damn, dude, they, they really died. And, um, the, the story's great. If you're a Halo Reach fan, you're in luck. This game gets you all the feels again, just like the video game did. Or if you read Fall of Reach and, uh, first con or first strike back in the day from Eric Nyland, if I said his name correctly, I read those books when I was in elementary school. (laughs) Um, the, the book is great, guys. The book is insane. If you're a Halo fan and you like to know the Covenant slash Banished, you know, the, the alien story of it, you have to check this book out. My God. Are the Banished freaking amazing? Uh, the elites that are in it are super sick. Keepers of the One Freedom. I hope I'm saying their faction, right? Which is a different brute faction that still believes in the great journey. Um, they're basically all on reach to find a sacred artifact while, uh, you know, Blue Team, which is Master Chief, Kelly, Linda, and Fred, uh, those are his Spartan two friends and basically family members, um, that he grew up with on reach. So the book is very emotional for the Spartans and just, uh, some other characters that are uh, in the book. There's just so much going on. Uh, the book ends really well. Um, I'm really crossing my fingers that what happens in this book kind of like bleeds into Halo Infinite. I, I really believe that they have an amazing foundation here. Uh, I believe the book takes place a year after Halo 5. Uh, they do talk about Cortana briefly. And I think the way they did it was very smart. Um, I just, like, I cannot recommend this book enough. Guys, please go check it out. I You know, I beg you, if you want, like, a solid Halo story... I mean, this is it. I, I was hooked. I felt like I was, I mean, this, this book could have been a video game or a live action film without a doubt. There's no question about it in my mind. Um, Sean, excuse me, Sean Patrick Hopkins is the guy who narrates every character. Um, I would say besides chief, he actually does really good. Even with the female characters, uh, you know, the covenant, the banished, he nails everybody's voice. Like it's, perfect besides chief like chief i just i would have liked steve downs just to do chief um that's just me being nit- nitpicky but i give this book a nine out of ten please go check it out i i really cannot stress enough you guys would love it um it's like a podcast anyways you know the audiobooks are amazing you can listen to them while you're driving uh you can listen to it while you're working or uh, doing schoolwork, whatever you know working out um i really do recommend it and that's pretty much the most positive part of Halo news I have today, because we're going to talk about uh, 343's creative director on Halo Infinite, uh, Chris Lee, who's been around since the Combat Evolved Days uh, left this week. Uh, he is no longer uh, the creative director for uh, 343 on the Halo Infinite project, and to me, that is very bad news. I'm actually pretty worried about this game, guys, if I'm being honest with you. It just doesn't sound good. Uh, But the the scoop came from Jason Schreier uh, from Bloomberg. Uh, This journalist has been very known in the video game industry. Uh, He's really good at getting scoops on games that have trouble development. So I'm going to go ahead and just read his article. Once again, it's Jason Schreier who wrote it. Uh, Turbulence continues on Microsoft Core's Halo Infinite video game uh, with the departure of the project director Chris Lee, who oversaw production of Halo Infinite at 343 Industries, which is developing the game for Microsoft is no longer working on it. He confirmed to Bloomberg Bloomberg News on Wednesday. Lee is the second top director on the project to leave in the past two years. So uh, last year they had two other uh, project directors leave. So very troubled development here, guys. And it has me worried, um, but I will, uh, you know, give my thoughts after all this. And we're also going to talk about the armor coatings, if you know what that is. I have stepped back from, uh, Chris Lee is quoted saying, I have stepped back from Infinite and I am looking at future opportunities. Lee said, I believe in the team and I am confident they will deliver a great game and And now is a good time for me to step away. Which is like, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's such a press thing to say. And obviously these guys have to, of course. Um, The highly anticipated next Halo installment was originally slated to come out alongside Microsoft's launch of its next generation series console, uh, the Series X, Xbox Series X. The game was delayed in early August, however, following poor fan reception to an early public version. Lee's role was sidelined a few weeks later as Microsoft brought in Halo veteran Joe Staten to lead the single player campaign and another senior executive, Pierre Hintz. To run multiplayer, uh, Joe Staten is basically the campaign writer, narrative writer for all the Halos, uh, besides Halo Four and Five. Yeah, he's a huge deal, guys. I'm really, really, really looking forward to his uh, contribution to the game. As same with uh, Pierre Hints, uh, who's going to be running multiplayer. He's basically the guy who was the head of the project of basically fixing Halo Master Chief Collection and bringing it back to where it should be. So uh fingers crossed on those two gentlemen and their teams and what they can do to make this game what it's supposed to be uh lee has been at 343 industries since 2008 a year after its founding overseeing the halo series since 2016 his title has been partner studio head chris lee remains a microsoft employee while he has stepped back from halo infinite right now we appreciate all he has done for the project to date microsoft said in an email statement the development of halo infinite has been rocky in August 2019, 343 industries lost its creative director Tim Longo and executive producer Mary Olsen at the time the company said that the overall creative vision and production of the game remains led by Chris Lee pushing the game's release beyond November was a blow up for Microsoft was a blow for Microsoft which was relying on the game to help sell new consoles in the holiday season retail boxes for the Xbox series X still feature artwork of Master Chief the main character of Halo Halo Infinite doesn't currently have a release date, but 343 has said it will be out next year. So, you know, to me, this is like the worst news possible besides cancellation of this franchise and the game, which I think is a little drastic at this point, but also still a possibility. I just don't want to see Halo go down the Gears Gears of War route. You know, Gears of War 4 was okay. Wasn't terrible, but it was still like too much of a change, in my opinion. And then Gears 5, I didn't even beat the campaign. And if any of you have been listening to this podcast, you know how much I love narrative driven stories and campaigns. They mean a lot to me. Gears of War 1 through 3 nailed that. Uh, 4 wasn't terrible, but 5, I couldn't even get past that. So even the multiplayer is dog shit. And I've been playing Gears multiplayer pretty religiously since its initial release in 2006. So. I guess my point is, is just it's very personal to me. You know, Halo literally means everything to me when it comes to entertainment. Like, it's my favorite franchise, and it's just at the same time, it's mind blowing to me that they're having such a hard time making this game. Like, it's kind of like the sequel trilogy from Star Wars. Um, how hard can it be to make these games? As in the story, um, the multiplayer. It's all pretty obvious, like what fans want and what they should do to bring in new fans. I think making the multiplayer free to play is smart because of Game Pass, uh, X Cloud, uh, PC, and then consoles. Like it literally brings all of those ecosystems together as one, especially if they do crossplay. Right? Well, they should do crossplay because then they can't all be in one. But um, I understand that Halo is like xbox you can't have xbox without halo and you can't have halo without xbox i just think the way they're approaching it, it's not healthy it's not correct and i don't understand why they can't get it right and that's all i'm trying to say really so we're going to talk about the next bad halo news uh depending on how you feel about it uh me i think i'm 50 50. so halo infinite armor coding is a reality so basically they are skins for your armors. so like one skin can be purple and yellow, which is the monarch skin. It's a real skin that you can actually uh, earn through Chips Ahoy codes and monster codes I think, and Oreo codes and just certain promotional items will give you codes to unlock this set. The only thing I can tell you about this set is that it's very shiny and purple and slightly gold and then the visor is gold. So i mean so here's the problem so it's already been confirmed that these are going to be valued at five dollars a coating depending on the rarity of the coating i'm sure there's going to be a rarity level my issue is 343 got rid of the color system so traditionally in halo you have a primary and secondary color for your spartan you know someone add a trim on your helmet or your shoulder pads would be different so like halo 3 that happens i believe and you know the other halos, you would have different stripes and patterns, right? But now they converted that to just coatings, which can be most um, compared with which is Destiny. Uh, they have a shader system, which is essentially the same thing with their colorization. Which it's not the worst thing on the planet. It's just why would you get like? I understand they got to make money off their free to play, free to play multiplayer. But I think the middle ground for that would have been okay. Cool, you unlock this coating. But here you can change the colors however you want, tradi- like traditional Halos. I think that would have been the perfect middle ground because they already showcased a red shift armor coating, which is by, if you purchase any Halo merchandise at GameStop in November, you get the code for this uh, armor armor coating. It's like red, uh, silver, and black. But there's actually like uh, dust and dirt on the armor, kind of like your classic Halo Reach look. And I think that would be so cool if with a traditional color system, you can change the colors on that armor coating. Like, I think that is an amazing middle ground. And I really hope that someone from 343 listens to this or anyone else in the community who suggested it, because I'm sure someone out there has. But I think that's a, a good way to get on good terms with fans. Because once again, I understand you got to make money off this multiplayer. If it's free to play, there has to be a way to go about it. So <laughs> that's pretty much all that. Halo Infinite news I have today. Um, I want to move on to Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. So if you guys didn't know, um, this is the Hyrule Warriors sequel, essentially, you know, in terms of the franchise, but it's also a prequel to Breath of the Wild. It takes place 100 years before Breath of the Wild when the great fight happened against uh, Ganon. And there's actually a demo on the Nintendo eShop as this podcast is out, so you can try it out. I played it for, I think I beat the first mission and it took 16 minutes or whatever. I I can tell you right now this game is going to be amazing. It has all the cutscenes, the gameplay style, the art style, everything about Breath of the Wild that made it unique. They somehow found a way to transfer it into the Halo, uh, the Halo Warriors, the Hyrule Warriors like art style and play style. It's extremely impressive and I'm really excited for everyone to get their hands on this game. I can't recommend it enough. That's pretty much all I can say. Uh, Impa is a fighter you get to test out in the demo besides Link on the same mission. She is super badass and overpowered, but it's like really cool. Uh, the game is Hyrule Warriors, but if you don't know Hyrule Warriors, uh, maybe you know Dynasty Warriors. And it's the same play style where you're literally fighting massive mobs and armies and just annihilating them. But it's a lot of fun and it's very interesting. Uh, the gameplay is great. I think you guys are really going to like it, especially if you're Zelda fans. But if you're looking something for something a little bit different and more action-y, this is definitely the game for you. But they're going to be telling a very um, a good campaign. I can tell you right now the campaign's going to be good. I don't want to really talk about it because I'd rather you play the demo and uh, see it for yourself. But they've already revealed something that wasn't even talked about in Breath of the Wild that might shape um, the second Breath of the Wild. So um, please check out the demo. I think it's worth your guys' time, but I really just wanted to say that for you guys right now because I think it deserves to be talked about. It's a stellar game. Uh, But next we're going to move on to our games with gold. So I'm going to try to be consistent with this from now on. But the new games with gold for Xbox came out for November. Um, So from November 1st, the entire month of November, you can get Aragami Shadow Edition and test your shooter skills. In the aquatic world of Swim Sanity. Okay. Um, And so via backwards compatibility from November 1st to 15th, you can get Full Spectrum Warrior, an original Xbox title. And then from November 16th to the 30th, you can get LEGO Indiana Jones. Sweet. So that's it. Oh, I'm sorry. Swim Sanity is its own game. So you can get that from November 16th to the 15th. Uh, my apologies, but those are your games of gold for um, Xbox. And they are claiming that it is $84.96 in value and 3,000 gamer score. So uh, that's pretty freaking sweet. And then I wanted to talk about uh, PlayStation Plus. Their free games for November include uh, Bugs Snacks. will release on PS5 and PS4 on November 12th. Only the PS5 version will be free for PS Plus subscribers. You'll have a longer window than usual to claim bug snacks, as the promotion runs till uh, the 4th. Uh, Sony has revealed November's PlayStation Plus freebies for subscribers, and it's quite possibly one of the best months ever for the program. Uh, I agree. Holy shit. So you can get Hollow Knight Voidheart Edition, which I've heard that game is insane, but i never played it because I don't really care for 2D games. And then the other game is Middle Earth, shadow of war now this game when it originally came out had a lot of issues or a lot of um flack that it got for the way the game ends for your true ending but i'm telling you right now if you're a lord of the rings fan and you like game like just good gameplay this game is for you in fact reading it right now makes me want to play it because there's so many looking back episodes i still have to do and i have less than two weeks to do them so i'm scared anyways uh, just thought about that right now i don't want to do that but those are your guys' games that are free. Uh, next, we're going to move on to Apex Legends Season 7 Ascension. Olympus awaits in Apex Legends Season 7 Ascension. Will you rise to the challenge? New map, Olympus. Ascend to a beautiful, lush city in the clouds. Just watch your step. It's a long way down to the planet below. Uh, there's a new legend, of course. Her name is Horizon. A brilliant astrophysicist who escaped a black hole and aims to use her newfound mastery of gravity to keep a promise. Which you can watch the stories from the Outlands trailer and you will understand what that promise is meant towards. Introducing the Trident. I'm super excited for this. I hope it's cool. Olympus is a big place. Cover ground faster with a Trident. Plenty of room for the whole squad. Season 7 is also coming to steam. So starting with Season 7... Apex Legends will be available on Steam, and your progress from Origin will carry over. Play on Steam in Season 7 to get your Valve-inspired gun charms. They are also introducing clubs. Find like-minded players, build a community, and rise together. I am really excited for this. You know, clans and clubs are always cool when they're in-game. It allows you to have constant friends and, you know, people to play with, new people to meet. You know, you can become friends. And who knows, you might find a really great squad and become Apex Predators. I just think that's insane, and I'm really, really looking forward to that. Over a hundred exclusive items, including legendary skins, apex packs, hollow sprays, and more with the battle pass. Uh, battle pass starts at 10 or 9.99, or if you want to do the premium battle pass, which brings you to rank 25. Uh, that'll be 24.99 in US dollars, of course. And then ranked seven. Ranked season seven. Rise to the top in the new ranked season seven. So that comes out next week, and I am really, really looking forward to that. I think uh, this 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 season's gonna be good guys and it launches November 4th and I am just I'm truly looking forward to it. Uh just there's a lot going on and I think it's gonna be great everyone. So um, yeah that's gonna be it for Apex Legends. Um crossplay by the way, my final review for it for Apex Legends is just solid. They did a really good job. It is so fun to be able to play with friends on the PlayStation or PC and you I think it's brought a new level of competitiveness to the game. And you really sense it when you play like me and my you know Alex, we were playing crossplay last night and like he was on the PC and we got matched a lot more PC players than normal from what I've noticed. And my god, the amount of like super sweaty squads we ran into was pretty intense, but I, I really like Apex for that, though. I really think it's fun to play it competitively. Uh, I, you know, it's a Battle Royale, first of all, so I think, you know, last man standing, no matter what, you should be trying to win. Um, or, you know, trying your best, you know, in terms of performance. Obviously, winning or losing, who gives a shit? But, uh, yeah, so the game's been doing good. The new season looks really good. And the last thing I'm going to talk about on today's episode is Pokemon... The Crown Tundra, the new expansion that came out last week. That'll be Thursday, October 22nd. Uh, I've played a little bit of it. Uh, it's not my review yet. I'm still working on the review. Um, I still have to finish it, so please bear with me on that. All I can tell you is <laughs> go get it. Yes, go get the expansion. I think it's pretty great so far. Just like uh, Isle of Armor, you know, you go to the... Uh, Win- not Winchester, Winchester, whatever it's called... You go to the first train station and you talk to the person who's in there, one of the employees, and they give you, they say, Oh, you have the Crown Tundra Pass, and now you unlock it as a station to go to or fly to with your taxi. Maybe you have to go there once first, but yeah, so just like Isle of Armor, you go to that st- train station and they take you there. And then you are greeted by what looks like the chairman's long lost brother or cousin and his daughter, and she's talking about going to the Dynamax raids. Um, where you can encounter legendary Pokemon. And so you battle him. And she runs off. And they introduce you to. Um, after you battle him. They introduce you to the Dynamax raid. Um, I'm call- The Dynamax dungeons. I, I'm totally calling it something wrong. Like it's got a different name. But anyways. It's basically like. You know. Doing those Dynamax raids. And the battle tower had a baby. That's also cooperative. <laughs> so. Basically, you and three other players choose one rental Pokemon and you go through a dungeon and fight other Pokemon along the way and you can capture them, but one person on the team can switch out your rental Pokemon for that one. And Eventually, you get items and berries, which give you battle items. The berries heal your Pokemon's health and you can keep changing Pokemon, but when you get to the last room, it is a legendary Pokemon. And let me tell you guys this game mode is fucking fun it is so much fun it's all i've done <laughs> besides catching the three legendary birds and Kalorix and his uh you know ice horse um that's pretty much all i've done so i i honestly think the expansion i know this is kind of a stretch but for the additional pokedex you know like the extra 100 plus pokemon that they added to this expansion which I, I am so sorry I take that back. You guys are able to transfer it from Pokemon Home regardless with the new update. But anyways, this game... Excuse me. This game mode is worth your money. I really recommend it. I think it's pretty damn impressive to be honest with you. And I can't stop playing it. Like I, I honestly have a lot of fun. But there's another thing about it that makes it really enticing. And that is the shiny odds on the Pokemon you find. So believe it or not... With a shiny charm, the shiny, okay, well, without the shiny charm, if you don't have it, so the shiny charm you get from completing the entire Pokedex in the main game, and it increases the odds of finding shiny Pokemon through eggs, encounters, or uh, Dynamax raids. So the odds of shiny, uh, finding a shiny Pokemon you know without the shiny charm are 1 out of 300, for, and you encounter 4 Pokemon in these dungeons, right? So if you catch them all, you won't know if they're shiny when you catch them, by the way, you have to complete the dungeon and then i will show you who you caught and which, cause you only get to choose one Pokemon when you're done. So when you look at all four, you can see if any of them are shiny, even your legendary can be shiny. With the shiny charm, it's one out of a hundred. So think about this for a second. If you're catching four Pokemon, that's one out of 25 of, you know, each dungeon will be a shiny Pokemon. And sure enough, the first one where I was actually paying attention, I got a shiny Jolteon. And Jolteon is like one of my favorite Eeve Evolutions. It's shiny is totally boring, and I actually like the original version better. But still, the point is, it's it's amazing to find shiny Pokemon. Uh, a part of me is conflicted because when I was younger, it was like something so rare and crazy to find. But now it's kind of streamlined and really easy to get between Pokemon Go and this new system. But I don't care. I, I'm just excited for so many new fans and new kids out there to be able to find this stuff and have fun, um, which is the whole point of Pokemon. It's meant for, I mean, it's rated E for everyone, but it's really, a, it's meant for kids, right? And so I'm really excited for like all these kids to basically lose their minds once they see these shiny Pokemon, they deserve it. You know, I remember my reaction when I was a kid to see red Gyarados and a Lake of Rage and gold and silver. It was pretty intense. But anyways, so here's what you can do. You can look for those four and then don't capture that legendary Pokemon you fight if you haven't done so already. So let's say, um, so right now I'm hunting for a shiny Ho-Oh, even though I already have all the legendary shiny because I'm a loser. Um, I'm not a loser, but you know what I mean? Uh, I actually want a shiny Ho-Oh, another one. I mean, you can never have enough shinies. So I don't, I don't, I catch the Ho-Oh and I check to see if it's shiny, but I never keep it. So... One of the cool things about this game mode is... They will take record of the shiny... Or, I'm sorry. The legendary Pokemon you found. So next time you go in there... You talk to the lady and she'll say... Oh, is there like a legendary Pokemon you want us to track? And it literally lets you press on Ho-Oh. And then you go to the uh, online screen... And you search for random players to play with. And then you literally... um, Excuse me. uh, You literally search for Ho-Oh. And then once you find your crew everyone picks their rental Pokemon, you are guaranteed to encounter Ho-Oh at the end of that tunnel. So you can literally just farm over and over again for shinies across the board. I think this is one of the coolest fucking things Game Freak has ever done. And I really, I cannot stress this enough. There's so much replay value in this game mode that this this is what I'm talking about. Uh, extra territories extra regions to go to islands you know just like fire red leaf green my personal favorite pokemon games till this day going to these extra locations to explore um complete quests encounter different pokemon and do game modes like this that are also cooperative with online players it this is this is what i want from pokemon like this is this is the icing on the cake uh, game Freak really nailed it with his game mode. I think they did such a good job. They could probably always do better, to be honest with you. But I'm telling you, for what we got, I'm very happy with it. And now I want to talk about a couple Pokemon real quick. And this will pretty much wrap it up. I still have to finish the uh, the expansion. There's just a couple more features that I technically haven't experienced. And Pokemon I haven't caught to encounter their story. So bear with me. I'm still playing. Um, basically, I'm talking about the Reggies, The new Regis. I haven't done that yet. Or the champion, the new champion mode that they have. So the three legendary birds from Gen 1, Moltres, Zapdos, and Articuno, all got Galarian forms. So Zapdos becomes a fighting flying type and looks like a roadrunner. Uh, Articuno becomes a psychic flying type and looks badass. Uh, they all do, by the way. Um, Moltres becomes a dark flying type and looks dope. Oh my god. Moltres looks so fucking badass, like, oh god, I cannot wait to see, like, a card or something of it, um, so you go to the Crown Tundra, and once you go to this massive tree that's, like, at the center of it, they all, like, have this crazy little battle that reminds you of Pokemon Forever, uh, the movie with Lugia in it, the second movie, I don't know, Pokemon 2000. Whatever. The second Pokemon film, it looks like all the birds fighting. And it was really cool to see. And then they scatter just like the dogs from Gen 2 uh, across the region. So one uh, Articuno stays in the Crown Tundra. Moltres goes to the Isle of Armor. And Zapdos goes to the wild area in the Galar region. I caught all three with Pokeballs. Actually, no, I caught Articuno with a Master Ball, I think. I just got tired of fighting him, and I really wanted it. And I had an extra Master Ball. So I said, ah, what the hell? <laughs> so I caught them all. I played with them all. And, dude, seriously, like these not only do all three of them aesthetically look um, like outstanding. The the art style and just the design of these Pokemon are just flawless. Uh, they're really fun. And all their unique moves are super badass. Seriously, they, they did such a good job. Another reason why I'd say this expansion's worth it. And also moving along to the, this quote unquote main quest is Calrex, who is a legendary Pokemon, kind of a god, essentially. Uh, he would usually bring harvest, um, you know, food and vegetables, uh, to the villagers of Crown Tundra every season. But they lost faith in him and his wild steed. And now he has, he's lost his powers, essentially. And he tells you all this by taking control of the, um, uh, the chairman's identical brother looking guy. Well, I'm forgetting his name. I think it's like Perry or something. And he tells you all this. So you go on a quest to find his items and get his horse. Uh, I got his ice horse called Terror or something like that. And it was super badass to experience that little quest line. Um, I really cannot stress this enough, guys. I don't have a number on it yet. I still have to finish the rest of it to give my final verdict. But I'm telling you right now, this expansion is worth your money. I believe the expansion is 30 bucks for sword or shield, depending on your, you know, whatever game you have. And I'm telling you right now, between Isle of Armor and its little story and Urshifu and you know his Cubfu, uh, and then now with the Crown Tundra, your money is very well spent. I felt like I got enough out of this already as like another game. So the only thing I would recommend as I'm already sitting here is I wish you can go the Skyrim route and actually start a new save and kind of just go straight to crown tundra or isle of armor experience those stories and then come back and actually complete in the gym league and actually become the champion Uh, i just think that'd be so badass and i hope they do that in the future and there's also a lot of gen 4 references so i'm really i'm pretty sure we're getting a gen 4 remake next year so we'll have to keep an eye on that but that is it for the show today guys um, I just really appreciate all of you and your support, you know, with the a thousand plays. Uh looks like a lot of you really have enjoyed the Lord of the Rings episode already with Alex. So if you haven't done so, please go check that out. Um I'm really, really grateful and happy with all of the support you guys have given to the show. You guys don't understand, this means the world to me, and your support really makes it so much fun to do these episodes. And I think today's episodes is pretty good actually, so I'm I'm very excited to Uh, finish editing this and recording and push it out for you guys for tomorrow, which will be October 30th. So speaking of that, um, I hope you all have an amazing Halloween. Uh, Please be safe. Um, I hope you all have an amazing weekend as well. Uh, Thank you for just being great people and listening to the show. All my friends from around the world that I'm, you know, hopefully you guys email us so we can hear from you. Uh, Thank you so much for listening around the world. Uh, I I think that's crazy that anyone listens to this outside of my own city that I grew up in, (laughs) but Uh, yeah. So thank you guys so much. Uh, I am your host, Ryan, and this is the, it just works podcast. Uh, have a fantastic day and we'll talk to you real soon. Bye.